The Green Sun Show is brought to you by CEA Technology, a leader in building indoor growing systems that allow you to grow pesticide-free and conserve fertilizer, water, and energy to grow crops sustainably. Visit ceatechn.com to learn more. One or two? Do you see better with one, glasses, or two, LASIK surgery? I trust my eyes to the Northwest Indiana Eye and Laser Center located in Valparaiso, Indiana. The state-of-the-art office and surgery center is the best in the region, providing complete eye care, including exams, glasses, and eye surgery. To make an appointment, call 219-464-8223. That's 219-464-8223. Or visit their website, nwindianaeyeandlaser.com. Trust your eye care to the best. And we thank the Northwest Indiana Eye and Laser Center for their support. I'm Robert Colangelo, and this is Green Sense, where we bring you eco-innovations that are changing your world. You may have seen her on TV, heard her on the radio, or read about her in a magazine or newspaper. She's been a driving force at Chicago's Botanic Gardens Farm on Ogden, Farming Center, Aliza Fournier is a rock star when it comes to urban farming in Chicago, and now takes on a new challenge at the College of Lake County's Lakeshore Campus in downtown Waukegan, where she's creating an urban farming center that will train the next generation of modern farmers and supply the local area with fresh ground produce. Eliza, welcome to the Green Sense Show. To be here, Robert. Thanks for having me. Eliza, you grew up in Wisconsin, and it's filled with beautiful farmland, and it's also known for its rural agriculture, especially dairy farms. Uh, where did you get your passion for urban farming? Sure. So growing up in a small town just west of Madison, um, having experience, um, my best friend and my high school boyfriend both lived on dairy farms. So if I wanted to see them, I had to go and work on the farm and help them with chores. This got it. It, it let us do the next thing faster. So um, when I moved, uh, but I also, my grandparents all lived in Indiana. So we would go through Chicago all of the time. And I was enamored with Chicago. I just thought it was amazing, awesome. It's where I wanted to be when I grew up. And so I always pictured myself um, living there, but I never pictured myself doing farming and living in Chicago at the same time. Um, however, I always um, had a love, all of my internships. I was an environmental studies major at Lake Forest College, um, just on the North Shore here in Chicago. Um, and I always found myself in internships where I was outside doing hands-on work um, and growing. And, and my first real career track job was at the Chicago Botanic Garden. But then we were doing school and community gardening on a much different level than I'm doing now. And I found that it was a fantastic balance of living in the city, but still sticking to my roots um, that I, you know, grew up with, you know, being outside and having my hands in the dirt. How does farming uh, in an urban area differ from traditional farming in, in a field in a rural area? There are, well, there's benefits and there's drawbacks. I mean, the benefits, the clear benefit is you're closer to the market. Um, you're, there's a lot of people in cities who, um, one, need the food, and and or two are willing to pay for the food so you've got lots of mouths to feed and you've got lots of um lots of uh high-end chefs and restaurants and farmers markets that'll pay for it so you can make a good living 
Um, the challenges are that getting to the uh, the raw materials that you need for growing compost, clean water, clean land, land in general can be more challenging. Um, and then just zoning and and um, those types of things can be more of a challenge. Um, so if you can puzzle those two things together, it's it's a pretty cool um, it's a pretty cool result that happens on the other end. We featured an interview with Farm on Ogden. We highlighted the wonderful programs they offer. What accomplishments are you most proud of from your time working with the Chicago Botanic Gardens Farm on Ogden? Well, um, when I started working at the Chicago Botanic Garden, our department had one um, staff person and we had one farm. And when I left, we had 15 farms and um, we had a a whole suite of programs that provided a continuum of opportunity of for anyone who was just an eater who wanted to eat more healthily to someone who wanted to be a full-blown urban farmer as their career. Um, so I'm really proud of that whole suite of programs that we developed along with creating a physical footprint in the neighborhood of North Lawndale in response to many, many of our program participants and neighbors in North Lawndale kind of saying, this is something that could really benefit our community. And the fact that it still lives on after uh, 20 years of, you know, the the program still lives on after 20 years is pretty something to be excited about. Well, Katari James was on the show, and I think uh, that's another one of your accomplishments. Uh, she's just a great individual. You you got her at a young age, and you really uh, lit a spark in her. Now, I, I, I've been privileged to um, see the careers of all of many young people. And I think literally I saw Katara walking down the street. She was a youth farmer, you know, 15 years ago. And I saw her walking down the street. I'm like, Katara, what are you doing for a job lately? What do you think about working here? We're going to have jobs over. And she's like, I guess I'll try it. And now look at her. She's doing great things. It's awesome. Yeah, that's it's always great to see young people uh, be be very successful in their careers. Yeah. Well, now you're on to a new venture with the CLC, the College of Lake County in Waukegan. Let's talk a little bit about Waukegan. It's in northeastern Illinois along the shores of Lake Michigan, for those who aren't familiar. It's near the Wisconsin border. And this is an old town with an industrial past. And if you could paint a picture for our listeners and put the area into context, tell us about the socioeconomics of Waukegan and the investment the CLC has made in the downtown campus. Sure. So Waukegan, like you said, Waukegan has a lot, a very rich and storied history. Um, it's the county seat of Lake County. It is the most populous um, community in um, Lake County. Um, it has some really magnificent um, historical and architectural gems. Um, it is right along, it hosts it's right along the has a lot of lakeshore and beautiful parks, like really gorgeous parks and public services in in Waukegan, including the College of Lake County's Lakeshore campus. In College of Lake County, we are the public community college. We're the only public community college in Lake County, and we have three campuses: uh, in one in Grays Lake, one in Vernon Hills, and uh, one in Waukegan. And the campus in Waukegan has been there. Um, as long as any of the other campuses, if not longer. It didn't always look the way it looks now, um, but it it has been there as a part of the the community of Waukegan for a really long time. Um, it, it consists of one, two, three, four, 
four-ish buildings, um, two of which used to be, um, Waukegan used to be the real shopping district of um, Lake County. So it was a mini downtown Chicago. People would come from far and wide to shop there. And two of our buildings are former um, department stores, actually, um, along the main street of Waukegan. It's also home to a beautiful theater, um, the Genesee Theater, which many of your listeners probably have heard about. Um, and then and the other thing I will say about, um, well, and, and then our campus also has most recently invested, um, the state has helped us to make a $50 million investment in a new student services center, which is um, built to uh, the gold lead um, certification. So it has a lot of very sustainable features and it is a beautiful asset with sweeping views of Lake Michigan. Um, it's really a stunning addition to the campus that we're all really proud of and that is um, really served as a community resource. Before this building was built, I think that campus had the capacity, I think they hosted maybe two events a year, which had a max capacity of 50 each. This year alone, it's been open since February. We've hosted over 100 um, campus and community events with upwards of 200 people um, in our space. So it's a really vibrant community center named for um, Eleanor Murky, who has um, one of our first deans and at the Lakeshore campus um, and a true a true inspiration to um, our leadership there. Well, I've seen that building. It is wonderful. And it's quite an investment for that downtown area. Talk a little bit about the industrial past and the socioeconomics of Waukegan, which puts that big investment into context. Sure. Um, over the past, I would say, 50 years, Waukegan has experienced um, disinvestment from some of the companies, the manufacturing um, industry that has had really fueled the economy in um, Waukegan, leaving, uh, leaving it with um, some pretty serious uh, environmental um, cleanups to make. Um, Waukegan is home to five um, EPA Superfund sites. Um, which are sites that the federal government has stepped in and kind of mandated that need to be cleaned up. And then uh, it has also seen um, so a lot of jobs um, in, in that sector, like with a lot of um, mid-sized cities across the Midwest. Uh, Waukegan has experienced a similar leaving jobs going away um, and is uh, now trying to find a foothold in how to revitalize the economic health of the city. Um, also, um, the demographics of the city have shifted significantly. And uh, so currently, um, Waukegan, some of the statistics that stand out to me is Waukegan is, given these, the economic situation and the environmental situation, Waukegan, the life expectancy in the 60085 um, zip code is 10 years different than the zip code just two communities to the south, um, which would include like Lake Forest, Lake Bluff, um, which is a very significant difference. It's the similar kind of life expectancy difference you would see from downtown in the loop to the west side of Chicago. And as you mentioned, Waukegan's like many old and cold Midwestern towns that uh, were industrial based. They lost that economic engine. And now they're struggling to figure out how to turn things around. Mm -hmm. um, and so this investment that the college made is pretty significant. Talk a little bit about the food. Food Is food amply and readily available in the area? 
Yeah, there are some pretty amazing um, grocery stores in Waukegan and um, and some re- and restaurants as well. However, the the question remains, are those accessible to the majority of Waukeganites who could benefit from them? Is the food affordable? Is it within walking distance of their home? And do folks, is it truly accessible? Um, like I said, with the the difference in life expectancy, really that can be attributed to lots of factors. And one is the accessibility and the consumption of nutrient-dense um, foods, including fruits and vegetables. And in the United States alone, no matter what our zip code is, only one out of 10 of us eats enough fruits and vegetables. And I'm guessing that is the case in Waukegan as well. So uh, what we're striving to do is to make vegetables, nutrient-dense food, more accessible on several different, from several different points. Is it physically accessible? Can people get to it? Is it economically accessible? Can people afford it? Is it high quality? Is it culturally appropriate? And do people understand the health benefits of incorporating it into their diet and how to just exactly how to do that? Um, that's really the the goal of the Urban Farm Center at uh, College of Lake County. So let's uh, get into that in a second, but let me set the stage here. There's many universities that are offering degrees in CEA, Controlled Environment Agriculture. Uh, several have on-site working greenhouses and vertical farms. Uh, one of the first out there was University of Arizona. They built one of the, the first greenhouses and vertical farm uh, programs and they focused on growing in arid environments and doing research. And I want to give a shout out to my uh, good friend, Dr. Giacomelli, who uh, was a driving force behind that. And then internationally, you have the World Horty Center uh, near Rotterdam in the Netherlands. It focused on tra- it's focused right now on training high school students to learn about high-tech skills like AI and robotics and applying those to the Dutch greenhouse industry. And then you have the new kid on the block, Ohio State University, with a brand new $35 million one-acre research greenhouse, which is really state-of-the-art. It also has some vertical farming uh, uh, areas there. And a shout-out goes to Dr. Kubota for all she's done to advance the CA industry. So you talked a little bit about your programs. Let's start out by talking about the physicality of the facility and the functionality. Uh, tell us a little bit about what it's going to look like and what what it will contain in the actual building. Sure. So I think one of the uh, best features of the building is that it's very transparent and it's very it's on campus. So you can see it from where at whatever building that you are in on campus. It's not like a, an annex or anything like that. It's right in the middle of campus, which is really cool. And it will have lots of windows so you can see what's going on inside. Um, about the space itself will be about 24,000 square feet. Um, and about a third of that space will be dedicated to uh, retails, uh, uh, more public-facing um, elements of the of the of the building. So one would be a retail space featuring locally grown and produced food, a commercial kitchen for food entrepreneurs to take their um, food, home-based food businesses to the next level, a classroom in which to teach the exact skills that you just talked about, and then the other two-thirds will be really dedicated to the logistics of growing, washing, packaging, storing, and shipping and receiving of local produce grown on site and from farmers around the the area. 
So I mentioned those other uh, organizations that have facilities. Each is slightly different. How is the CLC Urban Farm Center unique and what programs will it offer? How is it going to benefit the community and why will it be good for the students? And also yours is different in that it's a community college. You know, those, those are, uh, uh, you know, bigger uh, land grant universities and so forth. Exactly. And I think we're pretty unique. Kalamazoo Valley Community College is another uh, another community college that has been an inspiration to this project. Um, but we're pretty unique in that we're, this is happening at a community college and really has been our intention to have the whole Lakeshore campus serve as a community resource as in addition to being a resource for our students and CLC college community, uh, which is pretty cool, especially given the fact that it's right downtown. Um, the, the other statistic that kind of comes to mind when I think about this project is the 8,000 um, young people between ages eight, 16 and 24 who are not in school and are not um, pursuing any type of, uh, and are not employed, these out-of-school out of youth. And I really see this facility as an opportunity to re-engage them in meaningful work that really benefits their community. I see it as a restorative opportunity for that, um, for that group of individuals. Um, and part of a larger ecosystem of growing and nourishing, and not just nourishing your body, but nourishing your mind um, and your community um, is really powerful work. Um, so we were able to partner with the Lake County Forest Preserve District to get about an acre of land that has been a farm for a long time, but CLC is now the programmatic partners there. And that has served as a, an entry point for high school students who are interested in this work or just need a summer job and don't even know about this work. I see the Urban Farm Center as being the next rung on the ladder and providing many points of, end of entry into this food system work and, and education in lots of different ways, whether it's buying things at the, pro at the store, whether it's coming for a one-time workshop, whether it's pursuing ultimately a certificate or a degree, or um, just a work for a, a job um, where you can kind of gain skills and then move on to another life-sustaining position. What's the difference between a traditional farmer and a modern farmer? Ah, great question. <laughs> I'm not sure. I think it's a more, uh, I think modern farmers have to be even, uh, farmers have always had to be creative, right? That's a hallmark of being a grower because you have to be an accountant, you have to be a marketer, you have to be a grower and you have to be a uh, a manager you have to be a mechanic a salesperson a mechanic. Right. yeah there you have to do all all of the things and i think that um today's farmer has to do all of those things while having their finger continually on the pulse of changing the changing environment around them um the changing markets changing food prices changing uh the changing literal climate um, is um, is a moving target these days. I mean, we just changed our growing. Their USDA hardiness zone just changed in northern Illinois. So um, always having to have um, your finger on the pulse in addition to having all those other skills. It's a really, um, I have the utmost respect for, for growers, for sure. It's a diverse set of skills, that's for sure. Inflation worker shortages, all the noise in the world today makes everything more complicated, uh, especially construction projects. What's your biggest challenge in getting the Urban Farm Center up and running? Well, we're, I view it as a puzzle. 
And we are um, finding, to, we're putting together different pieces of the puzzle and the puzzle pieces that are coming together right now, getting together the funding to make this project after uh, it actually happen. Um, we are about a third of the way there and we have about uh, $10 million to go um, to make this this vision a reality for the uh, for the college and for the city of Waukegan. Uh, we are developing and evolving the programs that go with it and gaining trust within the community and our students so that when the facility is built, we don't want to wait till the doors open to start programming. We want to have trust and relationships and markets and things like that from that have already been built. And the building is just a place for us to do it more efficiently and effectively. Um, and then finally, um, the act building the building itself and making sure that it can do the things that we want it to do, that it can grow, that it can sell, and that we that we have the right personnel and equipment um, in place to ensure that we have the most effective building at the end of the day. Growing indoors with high-tech equipment, that's always a challenge is getting the right people. We all need to answer the question in our life, why? So why are you involved with an urban farming center in Waukegan and what's your biggest reward? Lots of reasons. I mean, the first the first farm that uh, that I worked on was here in Waukegan um, at the Green Youth Farm. It was back 20 years ago and uh, it feels great to be back um, working in Lake County. That was where I got my start um, at college too, at the college at um, Lake Forest College. And then I love working at a community college. I love the mission of community colleges, and this fits right in the the really the innovation, the accessibility, and the heart that everybody at the college brings to this project has been extraordinarily inspiring um, to me. And uh, I think what's the most rewarding, it's always the people. So whenever I get the opportunity to work with people and introduce them to growing, that's what gets me keeps me motivated. And summer, we had our first group of five young men. And this isn't usually how we like to do it, but they didn't know they were going to be farmers and they got paid to have a summer job at the Green Youth Farm. And these five guys by the end were not only great growers and really into what they were doing, taking stuff home and then taking pictures of it and showing, but they were really good friends too. And they came from really diverse backgrounds. So seeing how this work can heal people and bring people together is extraordinarily powerful and motivating. Eliza, any closing remarks? Um, it's just been a real honor to um, be able to do this work. And um, I'm really proud. And um, if anyone wants to know more about it, I'm sure you'll provide them with a way to get in touch with me. <laughs> Eliza, it's been wonderful having you on the show. And thanks for being on the Green Sense Show. Thanks so much, Robert. That's Eliza Fournier the Urban Farm Director at the College of Lake County, where she's tilling new ground and shaping the hearts of minds of a new crop of modern farmers. I'm Robert Colangelo. Thank you for listening to Green Sense and check out the Green Sense Minute every Thursday and Saturday on 105.9 FM, WBBM, Chicago. The Green Sense Show is brought to you by CEA Technology, a leader in building indoor growing systems that allow you to grow pesticide-free and conserve fertilizer, water, and energy to grow crops sustainably. Visit ceatechn.com to learn more.